Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Welcome, DBP peeps. This is our last episode of 2019, although this will air in 2020, the start of a new decade. Hindsight's 2020. It is. I feel like we're all going to be so much smarter in 2020. We are. Didn't you feel like we'd be like hoverboarding in 2020? I thought that we would be definitely a little bit more technologically advanced, but you Not know. to say that we're not, but... Well, they have... You mean like us physically hoverboarding? I don't know. I thought there'd be like some sort of like air travel... <laughs> Besides being on a plane, obviously. So anyway. Well, today we are talking about 2019. It is was a roller coaster of a year. And True. so we are drinking roller coaster red blend from yeah. Meeker Wine. We've done Meeker in the past. This is kind of their more everyday drinking red. It's a non-vintage. Which is weird to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's a blend of a ton of grapes here. Yeah. Can you Tell me what they are, and I'm going to crack it. Okay. Syrah, Petite Syrah, Cabernet, Zinfandel, Cabernet Franc, Barbera, Petite Verdot, Carignan, Merlot, Malbec, and Grenache. So pretty much like every red grape you can almost think of off the top of your head. And Jamie's <laughs> having a little issue with the with the cap there. He's making a weird like noise. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see how this Let me goes. See. Oh, it's... You can tell it's old. Wait, and so Sarah, you said, so it's non-vintage to begin with, but you also said you weren't quite sure how long you'd had this. No. So I've had it probably for a couple years, a year or two. It kind of just sat on my, on my wine rack, you know, waiting for a good episode here. It does look older because it's kind of got that like rusty Like a brickish color. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first thing I noticed. It actually, it smells like a more refined, matured wine. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's cheers. It smells plummy. It does. Cheers. Cheers to a new decade and a new year. I think it needs to breathe, but I feel like the legs on my wine glass look like a roller coaster. Ah, too. They do. But it's not bad. I will say I'm surprised by the amount of acidity that I think is still present in this wine. Because if you've been hanging on to it for, for a few years, then it's likely that it's at least a few years older than that. So we're talking like early 2010s, maybe. You know, we should try it aerating it. Yes, we can definitely. Next glass, we'll try aerating. Yeah, I'm we'll getting, I'm getting like one. also some like licorice. Again, it's very matured. It's coming up with some of these more like tertiary flavors. So not quite as heavy on like the young pronounced fruit, although. I feel like it's a very tart, like cherry or something that gets pulled into it's, this. It smells like Coca Cola that's like gone flat. That's actually a very good call. And flat Coke isn't good, but this actually still smells good. Yeah, no, no, it still smells good, but you kind of get that like Coca Cola tint. Let's let it breathe, and then we're gonna um, use the aerator for our next that pour here. Good. So we've done Meeker before. They're um, really fun wine. They are. And we've yeah. met Molly Meeker. She yeah. had a wine tasting here locally. The owners are her husband, Charlie, and her. They bought the vineyard in 1977. They're a, more of a boutique winery in Sonoma's Dry Creek Valley. And it is also a family-run winery. Yeah. So now is being run by their son, who's the head winemaker. Um, and their daughter helps as well. They're well known for their handprint Merlot. Mm-hmm. That's what you kind of see the most of. Did you did <laughs> did you go on their website? I did. Did you see the turkey handprint? I did not. Oh, apparently, for Thanksgiving, they do a magnum bottle, so that's double the regular size of a bottle. Oh. And they do the handprint, but they Does also like draw turkey? on it, so nice. it looks like a turkey. Um, it is very cute, and I had I known about it, I might have actually bought it for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, but the, I mean, maybe I should just get one for next year anyway, because it was it's super freaking clever. And the description says, "So Lucas let his inner six year old come out, <laughs> and he, he made a turkey with a sandprint." Uh, that's fun. I mean, that's cool. They can do whatever they want. Exactly. Yeah. 
Keeping it silly. Keeping like it, it silly. We've done a podcast before on one of their wines, the uh, Verdello. Uh, no, we did the handprint, Merlot. Oh, yes. We did do With the handprint, Ellen, Merlot. Yeah. It was episode 24. 24. So, um, but the Verdello is oh. one of my faves. I think that's why I thought we did it. It's real. The Verdello, it, it is really good. And actually, I think that we drank that. We pre-drank that, I think, for our summer wines one. Yes. Yeah. And it was adult lemonade. Is it, the best description for it. So good. Yeah. So actually, I was just going to say, I know the Verdello is particularly like well-priced. This one, too. Yeah. This is like... 13 bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if they're selling it anymore. Um, you can find it online on the websites, but I don't know if it's being made or if it's being sold by the winery itself anymore. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't... I will <clears throat> also say this. So in looking at the bottle itself, it does not say Maker anywhere on here. It's yeah. called Mustang Wineworks. Which is interesting. But I think that that is... It is allows them to do a little bit different stuff. Not quite under the Maker name, especially if they're going for a different style, I'd say. And I do remember <laughs> Molly telling us that they will sometimes do the crush and make wines for other people yeah. um, in their facilities because they have the facilities and because they have good winemakers. So I do think that that's really interesting. I also wanted to mention that this is 14.6% ABV. That's that's pretty high. It also says, please keep your hands and arms inside at all times. <laughs> I like that. I do too. It's a cool label. Apparently it's um, silk screened on. Oh, yeah. Which you can kind of tell. It looks cool. It's not like there's no lab- actual label. It's just. It's like slightly embossed. Yeah. Uh, it is still out there, and it is a really good price point, especially when you're getting a bread blend of so many like amazing well, grapes. I was gonna say, especially when it's not a mass production type wine. Yeah, like it's not like you're getting your Apothic Red. No offense, or like you know, one of those mm-hmm. mass quantity type wines. This mm-hmm. is, you know, it's from like a more boutique winery. Their other wines are done very well and so I think it's a good one if you can pick it up to have uh you probably shouldn't wait as long as I did <laughs> I kind of have that issue don't but I? you can't you can't tell you no. have you it doesn't say like the date it was bottled it doesn't say anything that would help you understand like let's say you do buy it offline you really don't know how long it's been in their inventory either yeah but that's probably a clue to drink now well, do you think they do it because there's so many varietals in there? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't say anything about the percentage of the blend. Although, I'm going to assume that because Syrah and Petite Syrah are listed first, that that is the primary. I don't know. I think there's too much in there to really pinpoint one, you know? I'm actually, it's I'm, it's reminiscent of Reckless Love to me. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. That like stewed plum. The stewed plums. Yep. There's like a little bit of leatheriness. Yep. No, that was that's a good um, call. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. Super nice. high acidity. I do want this to tame itself down a little bit. I, um, I, like I said, I think it needs to breathe. Yeah. Do we want to talk about 2018? Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's do it. Okay. So this year, 2019, much like or last year or last year, depending on how you want to think about it. This year that we're talking about, 2019, feels like we have been on a never-ending roller coaster ride. With ups and downs and some loops thrown in, we can certainly feel like we're on top of the world and then in a heartbeat just like drop and just feel like we're in like the fucking pit of doom. Are you talking about the polar vortex? Because I felt like I was in the pit of doom then. Yeah, I think there are definitely a few things yeah. that have transpired mm-hmm. this past year that could put us there. And I personally don't love roller coasters. <laughs> I used to when I was a kid. Me too. And now it's like, you know, you get older and you're just like, why did we want to do this? This sucks. I know. Maybe, okay, maybe the silver lining from roller coasters is that it really teaches you how to adapt to change because there are so many unexpected turns and twists. So I don't know. I just think that roller coasters suck. I will never pay to go on one again. (laughs) I hear you, girl. But... We cannot avoid this. So we thought that we would touch on some positives and some negatives from 2019 based on some of the news things and some of the things that we had talked about and covered on previous podcasts and just some other odds and ends and random pieces of information that we thought might be kind of cool to revisit. Good deal. We're going to kind of go through like sequentially 
like chronological order a little bit? A little bit. I might throw some zingers in there. Oh, that's fine. Go right ahead. All right. But just to kind of keep us like moving and like through the course of the year. So we're going to start in January. One thing I didn't know that happened in 2019 was that China landed on the moon. But I know that doesn't sound like particularly exciting. I was going to say, haven't we done that? (laughs) Yes, we have done that. In fact, Russia did it in 1959. The U.S. and that was the first unmanned mission. The uh-huh. first manned mission was the U.S. Oh, thank you very much in 1969. But the reason why this China one from January is such a big deal is because they actually were the first ones to land on the opposite side from where everyone else landed. So they landed on the side of the moon that never looks at the Earth. Okay. And it was in a particular crater, and I don't remember what it was called. I apologize. But so this is a big deal because it required so many more technology um, advances in order to make it happen because it's not something that we can directly see and our satellites have, you know, better access to covering and to monitoring. So uh, that was particularly cool in January to kick off the year. I think it happened like right after the first of the year too. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I feel like I'm so out of the loop sometimes, you know, with like just current events. I, I feel the same way, but I feel I need like someone to tell me what's mine happening. is intentional. Somewhat. This is what you need to know, Sarah. <laughs> this is what you need to know for this year. I'm pretty sure there are like a million apps for that. <laughs> right. I know. I need to subscribe to one. <laughs> I need to wake up and there needs to be someone to be like, like the news. I just need to actually like <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> Or like the newspaper. I remember we used to get the newspaper at my parents' house every day. My dad and my mom would read it. Both of them would read that. And I'm like, there's too much to read. There's too much bullshit that you need to cut through. Oh, okay. I got to say a funny anecdote about newspapers. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say bullshit. Adam was sitting at the table and he's like, I'm reading the newspaper. And I was like looking at him and I'm like, he's like trying to be refined reading the newspaper, right? (laughs) And I was like... He's reading Hunting Times. It looks like a newspaper or something like that. It was so funny. I was like, that's so not the newspaper. He's like, it's the newspaper. I'm like, I mean, no. It's on newsprint. It was super cute. But it's cute. not quite the newspaper. It was hilarious. I was like, it took me a minute because he didn't even, he's just like, I'm reading the newspaper. And then I'm like, but you're not. It's not. It's, it's, not. it's getting there. It's getting there. Yeah. So <laughs> I need someone to tell me to cut through the bullshit and tell me what's actually happening. Yeah, well, it's difficult to get a news without a spin on it. That's for this sure. This is true. This um, is true. So what else happened? Dude, the polar vortex. This is, I'm telling you, this like was like the thing of the year for me because I feel like I was so unhappy. Even though I wasn't even here for a couple of the days, I was in Key West. But Key West was like 50 degrees. Yeah. So. I totally forgot about it. I'm not going to lie. It's amazing. Oh, I have not forgotten. But the thing is, I think it might be different because I didn't. Never. I didn't actually have to leave the apartment because I work from home. So it was like so joyous because I was like, oh, I'm just going to sit on my couch. This is true. I mean, it was really nice. Pretty sure most people shut down. I was really nervous because I didn't know how it would function with like all the power outages and stuff. I was very concerned and that was a huge issue. Um, Or if your pipes freeze. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have so many different people living in this building that it's, and I know that they say to keep like, a little drip going from all of your faucets so that the pipes don't freeze. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I remember in advance of it or when it was happening, I was like, all right, what are some tips and tricks that should be helpful for this? Because we need to just be on the, on, we need to be careful. We need to be ready for yeah, it. Yeah, we had to have our neighbors come in and run the water while you're we gone. Mm-hmm. But just so everyone is reminded of the hell that we went through with that. Um, It was a severe cold wave. It happened at the end of January, beginning of February. Yeah. Affected the Midwest and Canada. And it killed at least 22 people. Um, Coldest, it was the coldest temps in over 20 years. And some people had all record, all time record lows. So. What were some of the lowest? So I know about Milwaukee. Okay. So for us, um, we reached record lows on January 28th. I'm pretty sure that's the day I flew back. Um, it was awful. And Just I had a raincoat. There was temps of negative 21 degrees Fahrenheit Gross. with a wind chill of negative 40 degrees. 
and the suburbs reach temps as low as negative 30 degrees Fahrenheit Fahrenheit, and wind chills of negative 50. That's terrible. Yeah, and February 2019 was among the coldest and snowiest in most of these regions. I'm actually kind of surprised, just looking back on it, mm-hmm. that more people didn't die because I think about the homeless populations and, you know, we have that tent village yeah. or whatever in Milwaukee during the summer, which is kind of crazy if you yep. ask me. But, like, where do all those people go? And then all, of, and then you get to the homes that have lost power and, you know, the elderly and those who have compromised, you know, immune systems to begin with and just mm-hmm. really their bodies can't, you know, function. Uh, I hope that we don't revisit that in 2020. We're on the verge, on the cusp of finding out. Don't say that. I mean. If you, no, if you look at the forecast, like, it's cold today. It'll get back up, like, by, like, 10 degrees or whatever. So we're good. I think we're good. Knock on wood. Well, we still have a month, man. Shh. Shh. This global warming. Don't think about it. I mean, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What's next? Well, I do have another negative. Oh, Um, man. And I... I forgot when this happened, but do you remember when the Ethiopian airline went down in March? I mean, kind of. So this was, yeah, it seemed like, wait, what? Like, I feel like there have been a number of planes that have gone down, um, you know, and I do oftentimes think about the Malaysia Air one, mm-hmm. which was a few years ago, but this this Ethiopian Airlines was actually the first one of the year, but it was the second in like five or six months' time mm-hmm. where it was a 737 MAX jet that went down. And it was actually, they say that um, they're tr- they, they still are trying to figure out like if it had something to do with a weird signal or something like that or some malfunction where... I think that they said that if the nose goes down, the pilots are unable to lift it back to lift up. It up. And so that's what happens. Like, it's just like faulty mechanics. They, I think, are still trying to figure that out. But why this was so impactful is that it had, it actually grounded all 737 MAX 8 jets across yep. the world. No, I know. And that's why they had a lot of flight cancellations. Uh-huh. Um, the U.S. put in legislation so that they wouldn't be able to, so no airline would fly those planes. Oh, yeah. I mean, Boeing is in uh, hot water for sure. And in fact, the Boeing CEO just resigned. uh, Oh, really? A week ago. Yeah. That's interesting. So, um, yeah. The other thing, the other thing that I thought was interesting that I randomly found out last week is that there's actually an airplane graveyard. In Tucson, Arizona. You mean of airplanes? Yes. It's kind of weird. It's just it like I saw an aerial video of it. Is there like or an aerial stones? No, you should see this thing though. It's literally they just like they're all fit together. And they salvage parts from those. That's part of the reason why they keep them. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was a weird <laughs> thing. I mean it didn't just start in twenty nineteen, but I thought it was interesting. That is interesting. That is all crazy. Right, what's next? So next we have the, again, I mean, we're just kind of on this negative streak. Uh-oh. The Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris no. caught on fire in April. Yeah. Did anyone watch that? Did you watch it? I watched it. You it watched it? On TV. Oh, no. Oh, God. It was devastating watching it. That thing is over 100, 800 it, years like, old. It was like you wanted to cry. I mean, the, just watching the spire, the top part, like tumble over. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was no, awful. No, I did not watch. So um, there was significant damage to the roof and the famous spires, um, and it's over 850 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, the suspected cause was due to the ongoing renovation work. I mean, I remember... I don't know if they're... I know, I, I know they're... I think they're trying to rebuild, but... Well, they've been renovating it. I know that when we went in like 2012 or something, they were they had scaffolding up outside of it, not over the whole thing. But you know, I do know that they are they were conducting renovations even you know seven well, years ago. But I think they had to because you well, know it's 850 years old. Yeah, they've got to people do tour some it, stuff. right? Couldn't Great. you go inside? What's that? Can't you go inside? Well, yeah, you I've could. been inside. Yeah, I didn't. I did not go inside, but yeah. Um, you know, I've been inside, so 
It's kind of crazy. It's sad. It's I sad. certainly I, hope I, that they do end up, that they're able to rebuild and refinish it. Maybe not to the point, maybe it'll be like the Washington Monument where it still stays closed forever. Maybe. I mean, well, I think the French people really, it's part of their identity. Totally. So it was like, it was really rough. I mean, if anyone wants to watch that footage, it's it's super sad. Yeah. It's like crazy to watch. You just so maybe that. don't do it after you've drunk a lot because You'd the cry. waterworks could come I mean, I would easily. start crying again. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so let's let's take a more positive mm-hmm. spin. Okay. So in May, baby Archie was born. <laughs> I know that we've talked a bit about the royals, right? Meghan and Prince Harry and, you know, an American and the royal family and blah, blah, blah. That in itself, a divorced American. Oh, yeah, that's right. And she was in show business. I mean, times have changed. Dude, we could get into a whole other thing about royal times changing because there's been a lot of other shit. Oh, my God, I just remembered something else that is not on our list, so we'll need to figure that out. Go for it. Well, I was going to say the Prince Andrew has removed himself from royal operations. Oh, okay. Because of this whole Epstein situation. Oh, I see. I don't know any of this. What? You're going to have to you're going to have to educate me. Educate you? Okay. So, quick education. So, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. You know who he is? He has like the child pornography, mm-hmm. blah blah blah, and he was he quote unquote committed suicide in prison. I'm going to go on record and say, I don't really believe that. He probably was killed. I think that he was killed. Not to say that he wouldn't have eventually committed suicide, but I think that he was killed. Because there were so many big names that were, like, implicated by him getting arrested for this. But anyway, um, yeah, Prince Andrew was connected. And there were a lot of lawsuits and um, things coming out about that. And so he actually... um, he um, gave up his his royal duties. Uh, Interesting. Yes, and I think I don't know if that was in November or December, but anyway, yeah, that was very recent. And I can't believe I forgot about that. Um, but anyway, back to the positives. <laughs> After that, maybe Archie. Yeah, uh, he is seventh in line to take over the throne. But that's I mean, like behind like Prince Charles, Prince William. George. I don't think Prince Charles is going to take over the throne. I think Queen Elizabeth said that it's going to go straight to Prince William. Really? Mm-hmm. They pro- I mean, I just sit there and think about, like, they probably want somebody younger. Well, I also for think... longevity. Because he's... Yeah. Because he's has divorced, been very too. involved. Oh, yeah, that's true. I think that was part of it. Oh. I don't know. I think, I think it's going straight to Prince William, but... Wow. Yeah, I, mean, I should probably she's look She's holding on, though. Who? Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> Grandma Queen Elizabeth? Yeah. Great Grandma Queen Elizabeth? I'm impressed. I'm really hoping that Prince Philip lasts a lot longer, too. Because he's, what, 99? She's <clears throat> 93. Duke of... How old is the Duke of Edinburgh? Let's see. Yeah, he's 98. They look good for their age, man. Um, okay, so another thing that happened in May is that Game of Thrones ended. That was a huge deal. Now, did you watch Game of Thrones? I'm not going to judge I'm, you. I'm afraid to admit that I did not. Have you ever? I read the book. Just one? Yeah. I watched. I didn't read. And it just gets really drawn out. Like, I feel like all of these shows nowadays, they just last so long. There's not as much action as you want it to be because they're trying to tell too many stories at once, I think. So I will say I didn't th- – I mean, there was definitely, like, a toss-up. Like, I think half the people that watched the end loved it and half the people that watched absolutely hated it. And there was actually a petition signed to redo the last season, which I think is really fucking Because people rude. didn't like the ending. Yeah. The struggle, I think – and I can't remember quite what season it was where the books ended. So the writers had to just kind of, like, figure out their own story. Because the books have not come out as quickly as they were, I think, intentional. God forbid intended. the writers write. Well, that I think is another issue that people are, <laughs> you know, struggling with because they're like, dude, why have you not written these books? But apparently he has been consulted. Um, okay. George R.R. R. Martin or something like that, I think is the author. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, so the end of Game of Thrones is the end of an era for sure. 
14 million people watched that day. And I mean, th- just think about how many more have streamed it. Because oh, yeah. It's on no, HBO. I think it was like 5 million yeah. watched it after. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Crazy, crazy. Okay. Um, January and May. Let's see. Austria and Taiwan legalize same-sex marriage. Yay. They're behind the times. I'm glad I, that they yeah, caught but, up. Well, and I guess with Taiwan, I, they had somebody had passed a bill, and they just it took two years for it to come into a, into wow. the law. So, sticking with the the Asian <laughs> countries, we've got the Hong Kong protests that started in June, and I guess I I knew a little bit about this, um, but I didn't really comprehend like what started it, and so I guess there was this March in June, protesting proposed legislation mm-hmm. that would allow extradition of individuals to the mainland China in order to stand trial. Now, I don't know what the longstanding I, like, laws have been, um, but this also included foreign nationals. And I guess there's that whole thing, like, extradition, I don't know all the legal stuff, but, like, technically, I think you can have, like, asylum if okay. you go to different countries. Yeah. In different states and things like that. And so their extradition is like a big fucking deal. Like when you get extradited to go serve. And I feel like you have to be caught at some point. So I don't know. But anyway, those protests, what started as a march, actually turned ridiculously violent. I saw some statistic like there were 26,000 gas bombs like set off by the cops. 66,000 arrests. It's, it was absolutely ridiculous. And I know I've seen some, like, little news stories here and there and also, like, pictures. And it is horrific, like, when you see just the violence between the authorities and the people who are protesting. Now, I'm not saying that some of the protesters didn't deserve getting arrested or they that they weren't acting out violently towards... Um, the authorities. I mean, because you shouldn't be doing that. So, you know, I can't say that all of it was not really warranted. But at the same time, it really, it, it went on for months. Um, and I don't know I that there's been a resolution. On. Yeah. I don't know there's been a resolution. I think it's been, it's it's continuing. And it's, you know. I am aerating this wine. I want to pause and see what you're going to say about it now. I think it's smoother. You really? can spill yours out and we can try we can uh we can give you a little uh taste of this aeration. All right, Jamie's getting an aerated pour. Always sounds like someone's peeing. Thank you. I mean really. That's like I feel like now I picked up like blueberries in the in the smell. In the smell. It's it's remarkably better. You're right. You're absolutely right. I liked this little like science experiment here. So it's still very acidic, but it's a smoother and less like in your face, like yeah. punchy and powerful yeah. acidity. It really just kind of like goes it mellows, in, blends it all out. It's I like a don't... roller coaster. Oh shit! It is like a roller coaster. <laughs> Whoever came up with the name in this line is just brilliant. No, I mean I really think it's a lot more enjoyable now. It's smoother, softer. I, it is like a big wine, but it's not that big. Like, I don't feel, I feel like it has like a, like it's bursting with flavor and like this bouquet and like these aromas and stuff in the glass for sure. It's one of those wines though that like it doesn't have quite the depth of some of those, you know, perhaps more prominent grapes. Right. And so that's a bit surprising to me. Because I do think that it could have a little extra weight and heft to it just to make it a little more rounder. And I think that that would be, like, ideal. But this aeration was really impressive. I, I agree. Um, okay, so that was another negative. Blech. Can you, can you toss us to something positive? Now that we have a better, better wine drinking yeah, experience, too? Yeah, so... Something called Hands for Julian was created um, this past June. Um, It is based on a kid named Julian who was, he's nine, he was nine 
Um, and he was in a accident with his family by through a drunk driver. His dad and his other his two siblings passed away. It's terrible. I know, but him and his mother um, survived. However, he suffered severe burns over eighty five percent of his body. So he had missing fingers and parts of his hands. It's so terrible. Yeah, and inspired by him is an organization who. It, there's a, a man who's part of the College of Engineering. So they basically created motorized prosthetic hands, and they call themselves Hands for Julian. So he's able to do things like, you know, writing, playing with Legos and, and games, video games and stuff like that. And so this is inspiring, hopefully, that they'll be able to help other children who might have some similar stories or similar yeah. problems. I mean- I've seen other organizations who will create prosthetics, and I God, I cannot remember what the name of this organization is, but they have, it's almost like, and they definitely decorate this to be designed to mimic, like, superheroes, mm-hmm. but, like, prosthetic arms. Yeah. You know, from the elbow down. Yeah. And it's, it's just incredible because it, you know, it gives the kids... Like something to smile about, number one, because then they start to feel like one of those superheroes. I mean, mm-hmm. Iron Man can do so much, and he literally has a mechanized appendage, all of them. I mean, basically. Yeah, this whole thing uh, from Cal Poly at San Luis Obispo uh, really is fascinating because it sees students who, what, they're, what, 19, 20 years old? Yeah. And they just have found this way to you know, really let a kid be a kid again. And, you know, perhaps because they're not quite that far from being a child themselves, it's very, it kind of hits near and dear to their hearts because they're like, oh, well, we grew up doing all these things and now he can't do these things that he once was able to. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think that that is really fantastic. Um, One of the students said that he's very charismatic about Julian. Maybe it's some testament to the human spirit about people's ability to press on in spite of tragedy. When he was here, he was playing on his Nintendo Switch, which I don't even know what that is, and he was cracking jokes. So, I mean, it seems that this is, despite the whole, you know, horrible accident that happened, I mean, he lost half of his family in this car accident uh, for a very stupid reason for drunk driving. Um, You know, he's still really able to kind of enjoy it and I'm sure that seeing him happy and you know engaged in you know activities and things like that I'm sure that that you know makes his mom happy too so that is a very nice positive story I like it and shows that those millennials do care good for you guys (laughs) they're not all snowflakes keep up the good work (laughs) emulate these kids then hands for Julian okay what's next um so another little positive story This one is close to home, Sarah. This one is actually in Wisconsin. All right. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is... Okay. I had Barbies. You had Barbies? I did. Okay. Yeah. I don't any... Are you asking if I have them out? No, no, no. I'm not asking if you, like, play with your Barbie dolls. I I mean, mean, I I thought maybe you meant, like, did I save them or something? I think there's a tub of them in my parents' basement. Oh, really? Which my mom is probably listening. She's like, we're going to throw them out. Whatever. They might be worth something, dude. Don't throw those away. Uh... We, like, cut their hair and shit like that. So I don't think they're worth anything. Yes, I did have Barbies. Okay. So Barbie, like, has been around since 1959. Barbie. With by Mattel, right? But Mattel is, like, the... They don't have, like, the monopoly on dolls for children. And so there's actually this company that is called A Doll Like Me, or this, I guess, woman, her business... Because uh, company, I think, implies that it's like this big endeavor and there are lots of people working there. This is but one woman working on her own. Okay. And she's a Wisconsin mom. Her name's Amy Jandrasevitis. I don't know. I probably mispronounced that. I apologize, Amy. But she was a former pediatric oncology social worker. And she, in 2015, I guess she'd been making like dolls like here and there, just kind of, you know, crafting her little her little skill and someone reached out to her and asked if she would be willing to make a doll that had an amputated leg. Um, oh, yeah, sad. because it would then be a doll that was sort of suited to her own daughter uh, who had her leg amputated. 
And, you know, there's always that whole idea of, you know, like, oh, well, nothing looks like me. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just mm-hmm. by myself. I'm alone. Like, there's no, nobody else out there like me. Yeah. So Amy decided that she was going to start making these dolls to be, quote, a doll like me. That's what it's called. And she accepts these um, requests. But, of course, there's, like, I think it's, like, a two-year waiting period now for these dolls because she hand-makes them in her living room. Wow. Um She's made over 400, and typically these dolls are sponsored by other people or organizations, and they run about like 100 bucks a doll. Um, so when you think about it, I'm just trying to put you know terms on this, like that's less than an American Girl doll when you think about it. Okay. Unfortunately, you need to get your name on the wait list for so long. But what Amy said and like kind of what she sets out to do is sort of a child seeing this doll literally will say, this doll looks like me. It's really incredible what this woman has done and her dedication to it. And I really wish that other people who have the ability to sew would be able to kind of help her out and make these uh, come to fruition a little bit quicker. But it's very, very cool. Well, it looks like she has a GoFundMe page, huh? Yes. Yes. And that's like how she tries to get the money to, to support these. Because if you think about it, I mean, I would assume that these families that have you know, children with these special needs, these these disabilities that require extra equipment, extra care, etc. They probably don't have as much disposable income because they're putting it towards like these medical and living expenses. So, you know, I think that, that I think it's pretty incredible. Go Wisconsin. Go, go Amy. Wisconsin. Go Amy. Woo. I think if anyone's listening, they should reach out to her. Mm. What is next? All right. So who can forget the college bribery scandal? We did a podcast on this, Operation Varsity Blues. Hey. Um, Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin. Am I oh, saying her last name yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, they both were accused and found to be guilty of. Well, I don't know that Lori Laughlin has been found guilty Found to be yet. guilty? Okay. I think hers is still ongoing. Basically bribing colleges to accept their kids into college. Um, Felicity Huffman was actually sentenced in September to 14 days in prison, one year of supervised release, um, and a $13,000 fine and 250 hours of community service. I believe she actually got out quicker than 14 days. Like, something uh, about good behavior. Yeah, I remember hearing about this. But it, she was at least a week. Prob- I swear it was yeah, at least a week. At like, least it a wasn't week. just like two days But or she, something. But she, I think, got a few days shorter. Um, and then... But there, and let's let's also remember, like these are just two really big names, especially in, you know, fil- the film entertainment industry. There are many others, like real big wigs from other companies, news r- companies, um, that are also implicated in this case. And it's it's so amazing how rampant it was and how popular. So, not to think, not to laugh at the situation, but kind of what? Go ahead. Lori Laughlin is. Um, training okay on martial arts so that she can ward off potential bullies in prison what aunt becky doesn't want to be somebody's bitch i guess so (laughs) yeah so they she spent up to five hundred thousand dollars to have her two daughters accept this university of southern california yep and didn't they both drop out I think after this broke. Yes. Yes, they did. I believe so. Yeah. Um, I think they were told they couldn't be on campus, too, or something. I think that um, initially they were told that they couldn't be, shouldn't be on campus for their own safety. Okay. But I think that they opted to drop out. And I know that they also removed themselves from social media's presence, which is kind of funny because, like, one of them I know at least is, like... That was, like, her job. That's what she does. Like, yeah. that's what she's known for is her influencer or whatever. Uh, but they're back, from what I understand, and her, their parents have yet to be because their their dad too is yeah. in this. Mas- Massimo Gino- yeah. Gianoli. I can't. He's a fashion guy, right? He does Massimo for Target, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, but they say she's knuckling down, learning the lingo, and practicing martial arts to give <laughs> off the impression she's tough and to ward off potential bullies. What is this? What are you finding this on? This is on all the news. I She's haven't heard this yet. Basically trying to get down. <laughs> down and dirty. 
So she perhaps she's been watching Orange is the herself. New Black too. I would. I'd watch. You know, kind of like prep There's, herself. Have you watched that show? No, I've seen like five episodes of it. Okay, I've seen like maybe the first season. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some shit that goes down. I would not want to be in prison. There's certain no, I wouldn't want to be either. There's certainly shit that goes down. Um, yep. No, I just mm-hmm. I didn't really want to. Good. It's addicting, though. Is it really? Yeah, I never thought I. I'm not into that kind of stuff. Huh. It's a little addicting. Okay. Thank you, my brother, for putting that on TV one day <laughs> and having me be like, "Oh, what's this? Okay." Of course, he sucked right in. Has my mom there while there's like all these sex scenes? I'm like, yeah, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't care how old you are. Like watching a sex scene in a movie with your parents sitting like right next to you. To me, it doesn't matter. Yeah, (laughs) any sex scene on a movie or TV show, and you're just like. I can't turn. I know. And look, you like can't. I need to just stare straight at the I TV. I was like, can we fast forward? I can't. Any sex scene. I know. I'm like, can we fast forward this, please? And you can't react to it either, even if no. it's funny. You're no, just you're like, just like ah, I need to pretend like I don't know what's happening. Turn the TV <laughs> off, damn it. Oh. Anyway. Okay, what's next? All right, so also in September, that um, Swedish teenage activist, mm-hmm. Greta. Oh, yeah. Greta Thunberg? Yeah. Some people think that she's like an alien. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) That she was like sent down to like save the world. Conspiracy theories. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, so she gave a speech to the UN Climate Action Summit in September. And it gained a lot of press because she was 16 she got extremely emotional and from I did not watch it I'm going to admit that but from what I understand like super like the anger yeah. and the tears and the everything was a very powerful emotion that I think is what sort of made this such a big deal in society so I mean she there are many many other young activists who have really kind of Um, come to bat for this whole climate change situation and, you know, really kind of, I guess, encouraging the world to act better, to preserve the earth so that, you know, their generation and generations to come have more, uh, I guess, resources. Um, Because not every resource on this planet is renewable. And I understand that. But at the same time, I'm not sure that you can just point fingers at, like, the older people. And I also think that there are many more arguments that can be made on either side of the coin. Do you know she got nominated for the 2019 Nobel Peace Prize? Do you know that doesn't surprise me? Jamie. <laughs> I, I, as soon as you were started saying, did I know? I was like, is, did she, is she getting a Nobel? Is that what's happening? Yeah. So. Wait, did she get it? No, she didn't. She got nam- nominated. Oh, wow. She's also named as the one of the 100 most influential people in I, Time Person of the Year. Yeah. She's Time Person of the Year? She's the youngest individual time, oh. in Time Person of the Year. Yeah, she was featured on the cover of Time Magazine as the next generation leader in May. Hmm. I'm not going to ask your feelings on this. Cause I- <laughs> All right, we're going to move on. Okay. I just, um, I don't, I'm, okay, I'm going to say this. I don't want her to be a target for anybody. We need to be considerate of the fact that these are still young people and they're still opinions and people should still be able to voice their opinions. So I definitely, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I don't want her to be in harm's way because of anything. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. All right, I'm going to move on to the Brits. Went yeah, this is like a, Brits. it's like a good thing and a bad thing, I guess, depending on... Yep, so in 2016, the Brits voted on removing Britain from the European Union. Everyone knows this as Brexit. I remember I was actually there when this happened. So it was a serious point of contention. They've tried to argue against it. The prime minister resigned over it. Brexit supporter Boris Johnson became prime minister, and then he lost some key votes in the parliament and the Supreme Court. He succeeded in calling national elections, and... The Conservative Party won, so assuring that the exit from EU would indeed take place. Yeah, so this was like just earlier in December. Yep, 
so that the votes came through. And Brexit I guess is happening. Isn't it at the end of January 2020? Yep. January 31st, 2020. Yeah. That's like soon. You guys, this is cray. But I, so I guess, I mean, there are many, many concerns over it. And I just started, you know, glancing over mm-hmm. things high level. But many concerns over what that's going to mean for how Britons and those who are not British but live there, like what they're going to have to do. And I guess, you know, even though the e- Britain is leaving the EU effective at the end of January, there are special things that will allow them to operate normally through the end of 2020, but beginning in 2021, there are going to be newer rules and laws against, you know, who can go, how you can travel, where you can work and retire and things like that. Well, and I mean, this was supposed to happen March 29th, and then they kept delaying it. Then it was October, and now it's January. Yep. So who knows? I mean, it could get delayed again, but um, there's actually going to be a border, too, between Northern Ireland and Great Britain. What? Yeah. So really? it's going to be a little bit crazy. So, I mean, they've got a lot to work out. They've got a lot to work out. Wow. Yeah. That Good is luck. pretty crazy. Good cray. luck, GB. Good luck. I have family there. Good luck, family. Oh, man. Yeah. Big, big deal. Big it deal. is a huge deal. But, you know, they've been toying. I mean, like, just if you're going to do it, do it. Let's just be right, done with right. it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, This next thing, I mean, do you I remember you, I when this you to talk to me about it. I did see this. This is crazy. Okay. So this was... Um, <laughs> I remember I woke up one morning and got an email from Yahoo, and it was, yes, I still use Yahoo. And it was like, doctor sucks urine from patient mid-flight. And I was like, what? What? How did this happen? Like, physically, like, what what were the mechanics over this? From what I recall, he had some situations going on already and was on his way back, and... Everything was going downhill. So the doc had to like suck the urine out because it was toxic. Like he couldn't go to the bathroom or something and that was what the doc had to do. And it happened mid-flight because they were not in a position. I think they were over the Atlantic Ocean. And yeah, it was just crazy shit. That's dedication, dude. That guy should win the Nobel <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, like gold medal of everything. Yes. I mean, hero, dude. Like that is some... You are really living by that Hippocratic oath. I know, but I think about those. First of all, well, HIPAA is totally violated because I think they mentioned the name of the patient. And well, is it doc. American though? Oh, there's no HIPAA. Oh, I don't know. The United States. I don't know what they do in other countries. Huh? Oh yeah, universal. Everything's connected. Um, yeah, I don't know, but. It's like, do you remember, do you remember taking CPR class and then they had like those like guards for when you had to give like mouth to mouth and it would be so if the, pa- if the person you were giving, you know, mouth to mouth breathing to like vomited, it yeah. wouldn't go back up I in have your one mouth. At home. That's what I'm thinking of. This is way grosser than doing CPR. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't want vomit in my mouth, but I certainly don't want urine in my mouth either. Well, good for this guy. Next, I'm going to move on to one of my faves, Disney Plus. <laughs> Disney Plus is oh, now wait, but available. you're not allowed to get Disney Plus on your TV. I know. Disney, you need to do something about that. It's not okay. I just put it on ours. Did you? Mm-hmm. Well, I need... So we can get it on one of our TVs because we have a fire stick. Our other TVs only like four years old, but apparently is not new enough. So Disney, do Sorry. something. Sorry. Anyways, but it is really cool that you can watch literally any Disney movie at any time. It's true. It's so cool. But it was, I will say, like, I think it was really sad the way that it was kind of deployed because it was like a very abrupt Netflix removal of literally every Disney. It was like one day they were there and the next day everything vanished. It's like Friends is leaving Netflix. <laughs> In case you didn't hear her, she said Friends is leaving Netflix. Friends is leaving Netflix. Effective Jan 1, no? At the time that this podcast will be aired, there will be no more Friends And where can you view it? It will be starting in HBO in March, I think. Okay. So there's a lag. 
But that's why my BFF here got me <laughs> the Friends DVD set so that that's I true. will not go through withdrawals. Thank you so much. It's it's so true. I feel like every true Friends friender, friends, whatever. Oh, I didn't even tell you this. You know what my grandmother got me for my birthday? What? It was like perfect timing. I opened your gift and then I opened her gift. I got Friends pajamas and what? a mug, a mug, a Friends mug. I could show you mine up there. Yep. And I have a book over there. <laughs> I'm telling and you. And I have the Lego set over it there. It was crazy. It was yeah. like it was like meant to be. It I know I want to see your PJs. Your oh, yeah. I'll PJs. show them to you. Mm-hmm. Will you wear them on Sunday? Maybe. You should wear them on Sunday. Yeah. Okay. They might not be warm enough because the top, I think, is a t-shirt. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. But All no, right. they're super cute. Actually, I got two. You can borrow okay. a pair. <laughs> I'll have to look at them tonight. Um, yeah, no, that's, I think that's the hardest part because like Netflix, poor Netflix, everyone has Netflix and this is, I will say that this is one of my little beef that I have with all of these streaming services is that like you need to now have memberships to every single streaming service. I know. And it's like, okay, so now, I mean, how much money am I shelling out? Like we just, we just quit cable. Oh yeah. We don't do Like we quit TV. I don't know why you need Through a provider. you need that. But I'm like, so now in order to see everything that we would want to see, how much money would we have to pay? I feel like if you're under anyway? 50, you're not, you don't have cable. If you're under the age of 50, it's yeah. unlikely that you have. I see. Like, talking to like my mom and my dad who are separate or whatever. Yeah. They both, it's like, they just don't know what. They my can't. parents do too. Yeah. But um, a part of it. They I watch think- the news. <laughs> Maybe I need cable. Well, I was going to say, there are so many different news apps that you can have. Like, we have Roku, and you can, I was just exploring it yesterday because I was like, I don't really understand it all, but you can get, like, news apps, and you can watch the news there. Sean watches the news on YouTube. He'll just, like, pull it up and just watch it there. So it might not be live, but I do think that he streams some stuff live anyway. So I don't know how that functions, but... I don't think in this day and age you actually do require live TV any longer because no, everything it has this on-demand, you know, instant gratification type of deal. Going back to Disney Plus, it mm-hmm. certainly is fun. I mean, I've definitely gotten my fair share of viewing already. Dude, I was watching Little Mermaid. I was like so happy. Watch. It's like there's no vault. It's all there. It's exactly. You don't need to wait for this shit to be re-released. Crazy. Wait, there was something else that I'd never seen that I just watched. And I felt like I needed to, like, write to everybody and tell them that I had seen it finally. And then I was like, Jamie. Well, I can't wait till Frozen 2 comes out. What's next, girl? Okay, so this brings us to, like, the end of the year. Oh, my God. I really wish... we Okay, we're going to have to end this on, like, a more positive note. But... I mean, we can't not talk about 2019 and not mention, like, the elephant in the room. Right. So, the impeachment of Donald Trump. He is not the first president to undergo the impeachment process. In fact, there have been three others, technically. Who are those three? Okay, the first one was Andrew Johnson back in mm-hmm. I think everyone forgets about him. 68. And he was, in fact, impeached, charged with breaching the Tenure of Office Act because he essentially fired one of his lead staff members. I can't remember which one. Okay. Um, and he, but he was acquitted. By the Senate. So it first goes to the House that passes a vote. And then it goes to the Senate, which will then pass their own vote. And so for Andrew Johnson, he was impeached by the House, not by the Senate. Okay, in 1974, Richard Nixon, who, what was funny is that I always think, I'm like, well, Nixon was, of course, impeached, right? Mm-hmm. You would assume that No, he happened. resigned. But he resigned before yeah. they could actually log all of the impeachment proceedings. Yep. So, yes. He's like, I'm out on my own terms, people. Yeah, he's like, I know, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other most recent one was in 98, and that was Bill Clinton. And he was impeached, but, again, he was acquitted by the Senate, just like Johnson. So, again, it's like impeachment doesn't actually mean – first, you have to be impeached by both the House and the Senate – and then I think there's a determination of what is going to happen. But just because you're impeached doesn't mean that you are removed from office. Which, yes. to me, impeached has such this, like, connotation. It's like, oh, my God. Like, every he's going to be removed. He's no longer president. That's, I feel like, how everybody's talking. But that's not 
the reality of it. So I want people to realize that. Now, the other thing that is happening, and this is where I think we're going to leave 2019, is that the House has impeached Trump, but Nancy Pelosi, our speaker, she's just sitting on it. Now, we've known that the House has impeached Trump for a couple weeks now. And because of the way that they were talking before, they wanted to move this expediently through the House and the Senate, and they want to get this done, and, like, it's a big deal, and blah, blah, blah. But all of a sudden, now she's just sitting there. I mean... I think that there's probably a concern that the Senate, just like they did with Johnson and Clinton, would not impeach him. Yeah. Right? That he'd be acquitted. Right. Uh, I believe that there is a Republican majority in the Senate, too. But the other thing is that in terms of where we are with the election, like the upcoming election, I'm sure that Pelosi just thinks that, well, I've done what I needed to do. It's created a big enough storm that, like, I don't think that we need to take it any further. That's certainly a possibility. Yeah, so, I mean, there's more to come on that. Well, we'll see what happens. For sure, right, in early 2020, I bet. Will Donald Trump stay in his presidency through his term? I probably. I agree, probably. (laughs) But, I mean, there's the question. Will he run for re-election? Probably. Other question. (laughs) So, anyways, um, okay. So let's get off of the negatives. Okay, a couple Ooh, other leave things. Leave us with some something positive. Yeah, and then I was gonna hit us with some decade stuff. Oh shit! Okay, all right. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so a couple other thoughts on 2019. Grey's Anatomy. So they are fin- they finished shooting the 15th episode of the 15th season, which will be the longest running primetime medical drama in TV history. M- meaning, the only thing that that means to me is that it's, it's longer ER. than ER. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> But still, super. I mean, if you think, I think Game George of Clooney Thrones, had better things going for him, you know, he left TV because yeah. he had all of these movie roles. I mean, McDreamy is not as big as George Clooney, but McDreamy died. I know, but I'm saying he left the series. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, that's still. I mean, Game of Thrones is eight seasons. Sorry if I definitely spoiled something for somebody. Oh god, just watch so them. long ago. Yeah, everyone knows that. Everybody knows. Um, yeah, Game of Thrones was eight seasons, so this is almost double. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, you, the EU is banning single-use plastics after 2021. They announced that a couple months ago, I think. Wow. So no plastic knives, forks, plates, any of that. All that's going to be gone. And they this could help avoid $25 billion worth of environmental pollution by 2030. But what if it's like recycled plastics? I don't know what the specifics are. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. I think that this is definitely an interesting thing to watch for sure. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. going to, I mean, like, they're giving the people a year, which in all reality is not that long to change everything. No. I mean, when you said a like, that just seems ridiculous to mm-hmm, me because mm-hmm. I, I guess, I mean, I think about the whole like straw situation here. Yeah. And it's like, well, you kind of got to ease stuff into it. Or, I mean, it's like, it needs to be I don't know I don't know anyway so since we're closing out a decade I thought I'd give us some decade highlights here okay I like this yeah what else um so in 2011 Bin Laden taken down dead oh my god yes yeah huge deal Navy SEALs yeah Navy SEALs killed Osama Bin Laden in Pakistan under uh, Obama actually that um, was like the craziest thing. It was thing. the craziest thing. Uh, back it up in 2010, there was the um, Deep Water Horizon drilling <gasps> platform that exploded in the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, that was terrible. And they had that huge oil spill for months. Yep. 2012, Obama was reelected, mm-hmm. which some people did not see coming. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. 2013 was the Boston Marathon bombing. Seems you guys so much remember that? Ago, yeah. Doesn't that seem a long time ago? It was, wasn't it April 15th? What's that? Was uh, it yeah, April 15th, yeah. exactly. Good job. Uh, we've had the spread of ISIS since 2014, the fall of ISIS, potentially the ISIS coming back. I mean, that's been a thing. A roller coaster, might a you ro- say? It has been a roller coaster <laughs> with ISIS. ISIS was non existent before this decade. So, yeah. Um, in 2015, same sex marriage was legalized here in the States. Yay! 
So um, that was June 26, 2015. Okay. Uh, and then in 2016, as we all know, Donald Trump was elected, which I don't think anyone ever saw that coming. It also seems really long ago. It does, And right? yet, it, like when I think about it, it seems so recent. I know. I know. Hmm. Um, we had, we've had the hashtag Me Too movement. That's happened since 2017. There's been a lot that's gone on with that. Certainly. Mm -hmm. um, as everybody mm -hmm. knows. And then, you know, we kind of get into the current events that we've been talking about here. So just wanted to highlight some of those fun and not so fun things of the decade. Did you, did you have any personal highlights from 2019? I don't know. It's kind of been a rough year. I don't know if I've had any personal highlights. I you did change. I did change jobs. Which That's was a exciting. big deal for me. Yes. It's, it's been a joy and a struggle at the same time. So I, yeah, that's been probably the biggest life-changing event for me. Yeah. What about you? Probably my biggest life-changing event in 2019. I had a pretty shit year. I'm like really ready for 2019 to be over. I am too. I'm done with this year. I broke my fucking arm. Yeah. That was, like, the worst. I'm so sorry. I know that that seems, like, insignificant to a lot of people, but no, I just... No, it, it was impairing for your life. It was just such a stupid thing, too, and I think that that's what makes me even angrier about it. It's like it wasn't even a cool story. Yeah. Like, I didn't have an awesome thing to share about it, but... So that was an experience and, like, kind of learning how to go through, like, the rehab. Uh, we did have our first Napa trip. We, I know that Napa was going to be my other thing, is that it, despite that... I didn't have to cancel the Napa trip. Like, I had to cancel yeah. my other trips. And so it was, for me, wine-wise, this was a fantastic year. Yeah. I got WSET level two. Yeah. We went to Napa as DBP. I went to Slovenia. You went to Slovenia. Yeah. I went to Oregon yeah. and got treated amazingly with, like, throwing DVP out there like it was so it was just a very cool year and I think that we met a lot of cool people at some tastings too and I think that that's with like every year there's roller coasters it's up and down it's all over the place exactly and you hope that at the end of the year it all just kind of balances out well as long as the wine thing's going well which it has done very well this year <laughs> I think we're in good we're in good we're, we're in, in good, good shape. place yeah. yeah yeah so 2010 what iPhone do you think was out? 2010? Yeah. I'm going to go three. Four. <gasps> Very close. It wasn't Very that close. far off. Yeah. So we're at 211 now, right? Is it 11? Fuck. I think so. So in that sense, phones have definitely, the, cam the cameras on phones have gotten way better in the past decade. Everything on phones has gotten way better, yeah. but it's also gotten way more intrusive. Oh my God. I'm so intrusive. Get out of my life. We talked about a privacy thing. We're going to have to do another episode on privacy because there's this new thing that was just released for some universities, and I want to pick your brain about it. Oh, okay. Sounds so good. So this is a little foreshadowing for early next year. Early so, 2020. Going back to this wine here. Okay, so I don't know if it's because I've gotten drunker. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's an aerator. Who knows? Um, it's a mystery. But honestly, it's... A mystery. it's it started off, it was a little... I wouldn't say that it was, like, rough. It was definitely not one of those ones where I'd be like... It was a little bit of a punch in your face in the beginning. Yes, it was a very aggressive wine at the beginning yeah. because it was... It, there's a lot going on with it, for sure. Um, perhaps by, like, the, I don't know, 10 or so varietals that are included. Is that what it is? I don't know. I lost count. I lost count. 11. Excuse me. Okay. The 11 varietals that are included yeah. in this. Perhaps it's just because it really did need to breathe and open up. Um, and that, I think, is one of the tricks and one of the important takeaways from wine is that initial, like, you can totally judge it by its first taste, but sometimes you really need to give it, like, a good half hour or hour or so just for it to kind of, like, take its full shape. Because consider it's been stuck in this fucking butt. It's like a genie. Oh, from Aladdin. Listen to you. Yeah. Get, coming yeah, yeah. back to Disney. Coming back Here to Disney. Go. And when it comes out, it doesn't know how to function in life because it's just been in this glass container for so long. And so it's had a little itty bitty living space to quote Genie <laughs> <laughs> for X number of years. And now, and now it gets this beautiful glass yeah. and it gets swirled and it gets like, slurped and it's like, oh, this is so lovely. It's like pampering. It's definitely opened up. It's definitely like 
I think the aeration helped. Um, I think it's a lot smoother. I think it's a lot less in your face. You still have that the color. stewed, and you still and have you, the stewed fruit. The stewed for fruits. Sure. Yep. Um, I don't get the cola thing as much. I get like some pretty dark, dark berries. I'm actually getting way more tannin now. Yeah. Like the acidity has like been absorbed a little bit. Yeah. And the tannins are coming out, whereas initially I got no tannin. But I still think it's like a thinner wine. I don't think it's like. Oh, no. Yeah, this is like a medium bodied wine. Yeah. I wouldn't call this full at all. No. I do think that it's probably going to pair better with some sort of food. Um, Agreed. I think this will. I think this is a good wine. To pair with a lot of different foods when you're not really sure what kind of red. Yeah, yeah, I think, and perhaps that's why it's you know blended this a way too. Different blends, yeah. Yep. Or varietals. I would say that it's very powerful. It wants to be noticed, and so for those people who are like more cautious wine drink, red wine drinkers specifically, they'll probably want to pass this one up. But if you're drinking a wine among like a lot of red wine drinkers. I think that you could bring this, and a lot of people would find it to be particularly interesting Agreed. and unique. Yeah. Agreed. On that note. Cheers to 2019. Cheers and to 2019. Cheers to the end of a decade. And cheers to the beginning of a new year and a new decade. Fuck yeah. 2020. Drink up. Bitches. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you, so send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers Cheers from from the the girls of DBP. DBP.